Well, we have different, like people who are really strong in um, like New Testament, where they would teach New Testament, or strong in theology, they would teach it, but teaching it with, here's the foundation in the New Testament, or in theology, that is the basis upon which the power ministry happens. So we, we want the theology and the biblical studies to, to be supportive. Welcome to the show. My name is Jocelyn, and today I am here with special guest Randy Clark. Say hello, Randy. Hello. We are glad so, to be on yes. the show with you. We are so excited to have you here today. First things first, at the time of recording, we just celebrated the 25th anniversary of the Toronto Blessing, and you are actually at a conference to celebrate the anniversary. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it starts tonight. I was told that there was uh, there were 2,900 people that are uh, registered, and they had to close registration several weeks ago uh, because they want to make sure there's room for people to receive ministry. So as a first time in a while that they've had to turn people away. So um, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And it's been an amazing 25 years since uh, I came here that first night and God's power came and and uh, John Arnott wouldn't let me go home. Mm-hmm. That this is what we've been looking for our whole lives. This is revival. You've got to stay. I love it. Now, you've also been working with a graduate program now you guys have developed the global awakening theological seminary for listeners who may not be aware of what this is can you give us a little background on that it is a master's program with four different master's uh, degrees in the evangelism master of arts and evangelism master of arts and pastoral ministry and uh, master of divinity those are two-year courses and the master of divinity is a three-year and it is uh, with a biblical emphasis or a uh, pastoral ministry emphasis, and so that is um, it's a uh, accredited by the uh, Association of Biblical Higher Education and CHIA, which is the Council of Higher Education uh, Accreditation. It's one of the most recognized in the United States. CHIA is, and we want. I wanted to have it, and it's it's actually part of a family of faith Christian university, and and but. They had the bachelor's program. I wanted to have um, a master's program. Uh, Dr. Sam Matthews wanted to have a move from a college to a university with uh, bachelor's and master's, so we worked together. And it's come along, and we're, we we're graduating our first uh, class of Master of Divinity uh, this uh, spring in May. And I was worried, would we have good students that would come? And mm-hmm. some of the professors are taught in other schools, they said, uh, they've never had this percentage, high percentage of such excellent students with making this really great grades. And one of them said, one of the pa- one of the professors said, if if I would have had to curve this, I'd had to cause people a curve would have caused some people to get less than an A, and they deserve the A's. Another guy from Peaches in uh, uh, Divinity School in Canada, a very famous Old Testament uh, professor. Uh, he told me it's my favorite class to teach because they're so passionate about God, presence, and power of God, and people. And uh, so I'm very excited about it, and we're wanting to develop and then seek um, accreditation from ABHE, 
board doctoral program over the next few years as well. That's fantastic to hear. Now, you mentioned it's the graduate program of Family of Faith University, which when I was doing research is in Oklahoma, but you're typically based in Pennsylvania. How does that work? Well, it's a totally online course, so people can take it anywhere in the world. We have people from all over the world taking it. But I had specialized in online training for many years with a certification program on healing and also on prophecy. And um, I'd had a person who God had just, I didn't know how to do that, and God brought to me a man who's gone to his reward now, but he had promoted and developed the online training for a Christian school college in uh, Missouri. And he was telling me, this is what you need to do to be able to have a good online course and not have people dropping out and it being more than a glorified uh, home, not home Bible study, but, you know, this glorified correspondence course. Mm. So it's like you would have if you were at a university doing online training. There's a um, facilitator that was in the group now. With this program, those uh, um, professors, uh, they have to have their doctorate that are doing the grading and, and the, uh, leading in the communication. So it, it, all your lessons are, are uh, made. There's a syllabus that tells you what you do on every day, what's going to be response. You're responsible what to read, what to watch, what to listen to, what questions you have to answer by uh, uh, twice a week. There's uh, reports and things that are due. And uh, some of it requires practical ministry. Some of it requires, you know, like a, um, a test. Did you, did you understand what we did? And so we, it, each teacher is a little bit different on what they ask. But we've tried to find the, the best teachers that believe in the continuation of the gifts of the Spirit today, believe in the continuation of all five-fold offices. Uh, and so we call it a, a school that emphasizes continuationism rather than cessationism, which believes that offices ended or some gifts ended. And that's mainly the focus. We want it to be a school where people don't come to school on fire and then their fires put out. Mm-hmm. We don't want it to be a school where people come and in the process of education itself undermine their faith in the supernatural. We want it to be a school where you get the very good education and taught very well how to find a biblical basis to support the things we do believe has continued instead of ceased. Amen. I love it. I personally heard you speak at Jesus 18, and I was amazed with some of the stories that you were sharing just about how the Holy Spirit is moving. And I love that this can now be taught in a classroom setting, and you guys can learn about that on an educational level and just really study what the Lord is doing. Yes, we're, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm glad a dream has come true. It was 35 years in the making. Now, tell me a little bit about your personal schooling story and how this played into the way you set up uh, GATS. I was called to preach in the Jesus movement in a Baptist church on fire. Uh, the revival hit spontaneously. It wasn't planned, and it lasted 49 days straight. I was the second of 11 young uh, men between 16 and 23. One was 23, and the next oldest. And uh, I went to school, to a Baptist college, major and minor, took all my lectures in religious studies. I wanted to be fit for nothing but to preach the gospel. But the education was rather liberal in the 1970s, 
not a political sense, but a theological sense. They questioned anything that was supernatural. And uh, it basically almost destroyed my faith. Mm. If it hadn't been for my own healing, I think I could have, uh, it would have been very, very bad. I went to the seminary because by the time I uh, graduated college, I didn't believe enough to stay in the ministry, and I knew it. It had undermined my faith. So I, when I went to then a Baptist seminary, I tried to find the most conservative professors, which were probably one out of five would have been conservative, those were liberal, and uh, wanted to answer some of these questions that had been put in my mind by the other professors. And when I graduated from seminary, I believed a little more, but I still had lots of questions and lots of doubts and lots of things that I didn't doubt before I started. And I always regretted that that uh, that was my experience, and that was not only my experience; it was the experience of many. That's why seminary got seasonally called cemetery, hmm. because for many people it was like a death. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to have a school that would be just the opposite. And I knew it was possible because I went back to school at uh, 59 years old and got a doctor's degree hmm. at a Methodist seminary, mm-hmm. and and it was really funny. The seminary was noted for its liberalism. I didn't know that or I wouldn't have gone. But they allowed me to create our own doctoral program as long as it met with um, a crediting agency and bring in the professors I wanted. And I was able to bring in very brilliant professors, but those who believed in the power of the Holy Spirit and the gifts and the offices that's mentioned in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. And 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 12. And as a result, my experience, those last, those last three years working on the doctrine, it so increased my faith. Mm. It so set me on fire. It was, it was, uh, I was already on fire, but it was even increasing fire. So I wanted to have a seminary where you could go for your master's, and then later we will hopefully have a doctoral program, but right now master's where your experience is not like you come in on fire and you put a blanket on it, throw water on it, but it's like you come in with fire, and the seminary experience is like a bellows of mm. blowing the air on it that makes the fire hotter. And uh, mm. that was my desire, and that was the purpose of the school, and, and I believe it's living up to its um, purpose. That's amazing to hear. Now, I know that there are... Lots of seminaries out there from Pentecostal universities. What sets GATS apart from those? Well, I, right before I answer that question, I just re- realized I forgot to say this very liberal seminary that we went to. Okay. Our presence there, and there was about 19 of us from different denominations, and Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, Pentecostal, four kinds of Pentecostals, uh, were part of the 19 original 19, 18 of us finished the program, which mm-hmm. is unusual, just 50%. So uh, what would make it a, a difference is a lot of the traditional, uh, even the Pentecostal seminaries, have questioned whether or not all the office gifts are still for today, to mm-hmm. be honest. Uh, are comfortable with some gifts of the Spirit, uh, and maybe very comfortable with some, but not comfortable with word of knowledge, not comfortable with prophecy. So even the Pentecostal denomination, some of their schools, and I, I know this, that's not true of all, but it's true of some, and I can't speak about all because I haven't been to all of them. 
but I, I, I did know that that there was a, uh, a a need for people to be able to go to school who they could be in the Pentecostal denomination, but they didn't have to be. They, mm-hmm. But they would still be trained and taught about emphasizing all the gifts of the Spirit, all the Spirit, love for the Word, love for the presence, love for the power, love for the purpose of missions. And, and you can find the purpose of missions in, in many other schools. But we had a person that went to a very famous, it's the most famous evangelical college in America, rated number one. And was worked in missions, and she's getting ready to go to the Muslim world. And, and actually, she said, you know, Randy, this is an element that's not even discussed in the program I just graduated from. And and we actually, she, at her request, we wrote a book and had many people, I compiled it helped, uh, and edited it, but had many people participating on the supernatural mission. Mm. You know, missions that's really dependent upon the power of God, power evangelism, power mission. What does it so, look like? Sorry, I go ahead. There, you know, there there are I'm, I'm, there are um, lots of good schools, but not all, not many actually would have this particular emphasis that we have. Um, and I, I don't want to reinvent the wheel, but I think that there is a need for this kind of a school with the, this diversity of uh, professors coming from back different backgrounds, um, and yet all what we have in common is we're all welcome to work by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, and, and like I've said several, several times, in all of his offices, in the age of the Church, and in all of the gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like to teach the supernatural, to teach all the gifts in the fivefold ministry? How do you guys go about doing that? Well, we have different, like people who are really strong in um, like New Testament, where they would teach New Testament, or strong in theology, they would teach it, but teaching it with, here's the foundation in the New Testament, or in theology that is the basis upon which the power ministry happens. So we, we want the theology and the biblical studies to, to be supportive of the um, gifts and the offices and power evangelists and, and, and to see that the scriptures go. Most people go to most seminaries are either very liberal, don't believe in the supernatural, or they're very fundamentalist that believe in the supernatural in Jesus' day, but after the Bible was canonized, or the last of the apostles died, it ended. That the gifts were the, and the miracles, the sign gifts they call them, uh, prophecy, uh, miracles, healings, interpretation of tongues and tongues. Those sign gifts only existed as scaffolding to get the church started, but once it was established, it, they weren't needed anymore and they stopped. Um, most people either were taught that in the conservative fundamentalist churches and denominations. Or, on the other side, the, the liberal professors didn't believe they ever happened, supernatural ever happened. And so, the majority of people who received um, a lot of college and a major religion and, and seminary, they're taught one of those two things. And um, 
wanted to have a school that um, people could go to from different, you know, not necessarily, like I said, a, a Pentecostal denomination, or if they were, that's fine too, but there, there would be this emphasis. So the actual sign and power, moving in the sign gifts and moving in power and healing and miracles and stuff like that and prophecy, um, we have courses. That, that's what they're on. Uh, I've created courses on healing where we, um, they're really amazing courses. We've, taught, we've had them taught at Regent Divinity School, uh, United Theological Seminary, and, and I developed them. And now we have it in our own courses. Same thing. If, so if it's, it's on prophecy, if it's a practical ministry, um, we have people who are very strong in that, developing those courses who not only believe in it theoretically and theologically, but who know it's, who knows the reality of what they're talking about because they've experienced it and are actually used in it. I love to hear that. Now, you mentioned you guys are getting ready to graduate your first class this spring. Do they have plans for yes. after graduation? What does that look like? Are they going to go all across the world? Are they going to start churches? How are they moving forward? Well, there's diversity. Some are already uh, pastoring, and they they wanted to strengthen their knowledge of Scripture and know how to recognize when there's, there's not just in charismatic and Pentecostal circles, but in evangelical circles as well. There's some teaching that I think they're being embraced uh, that's becoming popular that just seems not to be consistent with the Word of God. And, you know, some of them will how to better answer these questions and how to be more solidly on the Word and, and, and what to look out for. And, you know, well, that teaching's been believed kind of as a heresy before, uh, and this is why it was rejected. So we want to give them that historical perspective. We want to give them a biblical and theological perspective that gives them a better uh, balance. Um, so some are going to... As some are pastors, some are going to become church planners. And, um, I believe some will become missionary. I'm not sure. I know we have like uh, around 100 that's involved in the program, and about 75 right now are full-time. And uh, I, I think we have 10 or 11. It's our first graduating class. So um, with the, for just being three years old, we're very excited about the growth that we've had. And there's even more interest in uh, word of mouth is getting out of people. This was my experience. I transferred into the Southern Seminary. Uh, it has been an amazing thing for me. And so just the word of mouth is getting out. And we have having more people inquire. And, and uh, I, I'm just grateful and thankful that we said yes to what God said, and he's blessing it. Amen. And one of the other things, it's quite a bit cheaper than most seminaries. Oh, that's always good, too. I actually have a question about that coming up. Okay. See, I am someone, I'm 28 years old, and I am still paying off my student loans because I went to a Christian college, and I know many people... They want to go to graduate school, but they just don't have the funds. Do you guys have scholarships? What does that look like? Well, we're trying to get... And one of the things I'm trying, I'm meeting this next year with several Christian businessmen who are interested in theological education, interested in what we're doing, and, and uh, in order to help us expand, um, I'm, hope, 
I'm hoping to get the money that we need to expand our facilities, uh, even though it's an online course, even the, the numbers of uh, offices that's needed for the professors is increasing. But the other thing I'm wanting to, uh, to do is to get uh, money that would be contributed that would go into a scholarship fund that would uh, interest off of that we could help make scholarships available. Um, the, the other thing is that the, the seminary that some of the seminaries uh, are for three-year master's degrees and uh, $40,000 to $60,000 is what it costs. Um, ours is, is, is the 72-hour, which is normal now. When I went, it was 92, but now it's 72. That's standard. And it's like 250. It was last year. It may be a little bit more this year, uh, an hour. Mm. Um, so you can multiply that out and see that's quite a bit less than the forty to 60000 So we're trying to keep the... Uh, cost down to where it's more affordable and also affordable for people of other uh, other countries. Uh, so it, uh, compared to a denominational school that doesn't, that doesn't underwrite their seminaries like uh, a few of them do, it's quite a, it's quite a savings. It, it, and even then, it's at the par of the schools that are underwritten by the denominations. We're, per, we're pretty much uh, equal mm-hmm. to those in um, now, if someone is interested in looking this up, where can they go to find information? Uh, well, they can find out about it by contacting our office uh, or also the uh, Office of Family of Faith Christian University, um, or they can find it on our website at Global Awakening. And uh or they can, or they can just call our office and say we want to know more about the, the seminary, and uh, we can direct them to uh, where they need to go and answer even questions that that they might have, or refer them to some of the people at Family Faith Christian University, the recruiter there, to answer their questions. So I, that is that's several places, Global Awakening dot uh, com, and look at the education, or going to Family Faith Christian University. And there's the, this would be the seminary, Global Waking Theological Seminary, Family Faith University, and they can find out about it there as well. You have actually answered all the questions I have. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Uh, only that I'm excited about the freedom scene, and I'm excited about because I've actually taught some of the courses myself as the president of the seminary. I teach some of the courses and I was very excited. I was. I had been told by other professors, "These is a this is a unique group of students." And I was worried we may not be able to uh, draw the best students. Uh, and but I am excited about the quality of the students that we're seeing. You, if this is the web page, mm-hmm. URL is seminary dot familyoffaith.edu. That's the takes you straight to the Global Lake Theological Seminary, Family Faith College or University. Another way to get there is just go globalawakening.com 
click on the button at the top that says education and then on the accredited program. And it will take you there as well. The direct route, seminary.familyoffaith.edu. That is wonderful to hear. Now, our favorite way to close out a podcast is to have the guest pray. Could you pray for us today? Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this opportunity to share about the the seminary and to share about, uh, Lord, a place where people can be set on fire and learn more about you, your word, your presence, and your power. And I pray that those that are hearing it, some of them are interested and would like to have a this type of training, either for preparing them for full-time ministry or just for their personal knowledge and interest and wanting to grow closer and understand things. I pray, Father, you speak to them. And I believe, Lord, even as uh, when I started the college, I didn't have any money. My dad didn't have any money. There wasn't any way that we could go in the natural or I could go in the natural. But you provided a way. You made a way for me to go all the way through college and seminary and then a doctor's degree and not owe a dime. So, Lord, I know that you can do that. I know, Father, that there can be miracles, and there's always a a supernatural provision. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, you just draw people. I pray that you would draw people who are going to be used in planting churches, pastoring churches, going to the mission field, being used in evangelism, people who will become evangelists with healing anointings, people who will use prophecy and power evangelism. God, there would be people that literally would go on staff at large churches because they've been trained in how to do a system, a systemic approach to discipleship that includes not just knowing the Bible better and knowing doctrine better, but knowing how to heal, how to flow with the Holy Spirit in healing and in prophecy uh, and in deliverance and in the healing of the broken heart. Lord, we want to train people to really do what ministry is about. We thank you for your door that's been open to be able to share through charisma. And we pray, Father, that everyone that you intended wanted to see and hear this or hear this, Lord, that they will, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for stopping by our show today. We really appreciate hearing the update on what you guys are doing. Liberty University has been impacting this world for Christ since 1971, but they don't determine success by their ratings or by their team's wins and losses. They look to their students who are advocating for the voiceless in courtrooms, inspiring hope across the globe, and championing the gospel wherever God calls them. Learn how you can train as a champion for Christ online or on campus at liberty.edu slash champions. Again, that's liberty.edu slash champions. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.